Hey everybody, it's Ian Reed Twist, the pastor at Holy Cross Episcopal Church in Novi, Michigan. Today's sermon was preached on February 9th by our wonderful lay preacher, Jenny Dara. And it was based on, uh, which text? The fifth Sunday of Epiphany. And the text was Matthew 5, verses 13 through 20. So enjoy. I want all of you to know I did extensive research for today's sermon. I went to grocery stores far and near. I read cookbooks. I watched Food Network. I sampled various types of chips and salsa. And the end result of all this deep and detailed research is, I am pleased to report to you, salt is still salty. (laughs) And I'm thinking, yes, easy sermon. But then the Holy Spirit metaphorically knocked on my head and said, you know, Jesus wasn't really talking about salt here or light. Oh, I didn't really think I was going to get off that easily, I said. So what was he talking about? And by the way, would you like some extra salty chips and salsa? I have a lot left over. Oh, thank you. But I'm a non-corporeal spirit who can't eat, the Holy Spirit said. And I'm sure you know by now that the words of the Gospels mean different things to different people at different times. So let's think about what this might mean for you and Holy Cross today. Let's see, what's a church-related thing that needs to be present in carefully moderated amounts, like salt in food, or like light when you're trying to work? Hmm, music, I asked. Sermon length? Coffee? Not necessarily wrong, but I think you know where I'm heading. Evangelism, gloated the Holy Spirit. Oh no, I said. I'm not up for this challenge. I'm a beginner. I'm taking my books and going home. We're in your house, and I will send Jonah's giant fish after you. Don't think I won't. Besides, did you or did you not promise in your baptismal covenant to proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? She asked. Well, I mean, I did. But I'm not ready. I'm not enough, I said. That's okay, the Holy Spirit said. You said you'd do it with God's help. Jesus said his followers are the salt and are the light, not that they will be the salt and be the light at some later point. So that is very much enough. And now you have no excuse. And she metaphorically floated away, leaving me staring at my very non-metaphorical blank page. So, evangelism. This is really not a thing we Episcopalians are comfortable doing. A Congregationalist minister named William Orchard sarcastically wrote that the Anglican Church knows better than any church in Christendom how to administer just enough religion to keep the soul quiet and contented Philosopher William James went further and meaner, saying that Anglicanism is obese and round and comfortable and decent with this world's decencies without one acute note in its entire life or history. 
Ouch. But I think we've got very good reasons for not engaging in some of the common American Protestant forms of evangelism. There are people who leave Jesus pamphlets printed to look like dollar bills on tables as tips for unsuspecting servers. There are people who go on college campuses and shout at gay kids that they're going to hell. There's the colonialism that goes along with missionary work, like Desmond Tutu's joke about how when the missionaries came, they had the Bible and the Africans had the land, and as soon as they closed their eyes to pray together, the Africans had the Bible and the missionaries had the land. There are people who tell their acquaintances of other religions or other flavors of Christianity, I'll pray for you with that self-righteous tone, which means that what they're really saying is, I'll pray for you to accept the true faith, which is mine, because you're wrong and foolish, and I'm right. So we have a sense that this sort of brash evangelism is not only rude, but harmful. It harms the people on the receiving end, and it certainly doesn't make any friends for the church. Too much salt has spoiled the soup, and it's the nasty, clumpy sort of salt that really isn't good for much. Too much light has blinded the seekers, and it's the harsh, glaring sort of light that makes everything look bad anyway. But what are we doing instead? Have we gone too far in the other direction? I know I personally feel pretty squirmy if God comes up, or maybe should come up, in an ordinary conversation. Talking about God in a sermon, that's easy. At least for all the ones I've done so far, I've had time to prepare. I have a script to look back at if I get lost. And you expect me to be talking about God if I'm up here. But a regular off-the-cuff conversation, that's an entirely different beast. It's easier to turn it back around and ask a question, questioning person, what do you think? Or to fall back on a platitude or a psalm. But if I do this, the light God gave me is under the bushel basket, and the salt God gave me is locked up in the cabinet. No salt, no light. What good does that do anyone? So maybe we want to redefine our goals. Evangelism can't be about winning souls for Christ. That ridiculous human arrogance of that idea, thinking we can control somebody else's relationship with God? If we go in hoping for someone else's conversion, we've already overstepped our bounds, and we've already lost any good that might come out of the interaction. So maybe instead, evangelism can be a sharing of our own experiences. Not, you should do this, never that, but this is what happened to me. This is where I saw God's grace in my own life. Maybe evangelism can be setting a good example, giving God the glory for the good works we do, but never making anyone feel lesser because they might be doing good works for other reasons. Maybe evangelism can be a place we go to to discover and meet the spiritual needs of others. But this part is tricky because it's not like people going around telling everyone their spiritual needs. They might not even know what those needs are. This is where we need to establish a relationship, 
with trust and where we need to prayerfully listen for what the person needs and for the words the Holy Spirit is giving us to say. Yifei Shen was raised in a Buddhist family in Taiwan, but after immigrating to the U.S. as a young adult, she began to feel a pull towards Christianity, particularly after seeing churches jump into action to help during disasters. She started visiting an Episcopal church, Christ Church in Brooklyn, New York, and she asked a lot of questions of the pastor there. After some time, Ms. Shen decided she wanted to be baptized. So what helped her make that decision? The pastor, Jeffrey Hamblin, put it like this. I spoke of dark places, but always of resurrections. If we do help someone else find what we need, what their soul needs in an Episcopal church, it's fantastic. If all we do is add a little grace and kindness to their lives and set a quiet example of Christian gentleness, that's good too. God works with the hearts and souls of people. All we do is tell the stories. I'm not going to promise it won't be awkward. I'm more likely to promise it will be awkward, at least at first. But we can practice. Think of an example of God's grace in your life. Just one. Tell someone about it. Tell one of your friends here. You can't get a much more sympathetic audience for practice than this. Practice, pray, and listen. The Holy Spirit did promise that we could do this with God's help. And that's enough. Amen. Okay, everybody. Well, thanks for listening to this week's sermon. And if you want more information about me or the church, you can always go to our website, Holy Cross Novi, that's N-O-V-I, Org. And in the meantime, have a blessed week, and you can find more sermons as we publish them in the same place you found this one. Take care.